Welcome to Brad Tuttle Ministries Podcast, a place to be inspired and encouraged to live your life all out for Christ. Here are your podcast hosts, Brad and Jana Tuttle. It's Brad and Jana, and welcome to our Brad Tuttle Ministry Podcast. Hey, everybody. Well, today we have something very special for you. We have, um, Brad and I were just discussing uh, with with a few precious friends of ours uh, last night, just the subject of having to wait, that, you know, in the waiting, we develop patience and endurance. So today we are going to title this discussion, The Blessing of Divine Delay. Ooh, and we all like to talk about or think about having to wait on stuff, because <laughs> I know nobody out there who's listening to this have ever, has ever had to wait on something, or you're even you're waiting on God to, is He going to open a door? When's the door going to open? I can't wait. And so patience sometimes, for everybody, it can be, I don't know, it can, you know, it can affect our life, our mood, the way we, you know, react to things, but we're going to try to help you with that. And um, we've been through it, so we believe we have a few nuggets we can give you to help you with that today. And, you know, especially in society today, we're so fast-paced. There's fast food. You know, we don't want to wait on anything. If we have to wait in the grocery line, ladies, you know this. Um, you know, we get upset. Um, we get frustrated if the line's not moving that fast. And so there's so many things in our life that um, we have opportunity to um really develop that endurance and that patience and waiting. But today, like Brad said, we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to talk about a few people in the Bible today who, um, we have a beautiful story and a beautiful account of the blessing of divine delay in their lives. So if there is an area in your life right now where you are waiting on the Lord, um, You know, uh, we have some friends, uh, he's waiting on a job. Um, maybe you're waiting on having children. It's something that's been in your heart. It just never happened as of yet. Maybe Ma- you're waiting for a spouse. Absolutely. Um, maybe, <laughs> maybe not that that was funny. It's just, it's so cute. I look at my husband, he looks at me as we're inching towards this microphone. Um, cause I have my big reading glasses on. <laughs> You make my eyes look real big. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) That is so funny, y'all. But, you know, whatever area it is that you are (laughs) uh, waiting on the Lord for, I really know today that this is going to encourage you. We are preaching to the choir today as we bring this up. And I'm just going to ask, I always say, listen up, tune in. And I know that the Lord has something special for you. You know, Romans chapter 12, 12, Romans 12, verse 12 says to be patient in tribulation. In other words, to be patient in trials. So we are instructed in the word of God to be patient. And we wanted to talk a little bit about Joseph uh, on this podcast. And that if there's one character that probably comes to your mind and our minds first when it comes to waiting, it was Joseph. And, um, you know, it all started with a dream. Um, Joseph had a dream, or that I guess the Lord gave him. that the Lord gave him, and I get, or I guess we could say the dream had Joseph, because this was, you know, he was compelled with this dream, 
Um, and actually, that's, that dream is what su sustained him through all that happened to him over the many, many years of waiting for that dream to come to pass. So, you know, this could be your season of waiting um, coming to an end, your ordeal coming to a close. And we pray that it is for you and that it's not much longer. Yes. But just as we get into this, just know that God knows all of it. He's in control. He knows where you are. And through mm -hmm. these situations and these times, what they do is they build us and make us even stronger. Our faith grows and we actually get to know God better if we react in them in these waiting times the way that we're supposed to. You know, um, just as Brad had mentioned with Joseph, um, he can be found in the book of Genesis, just the story and account of his life. Um, you know, something that we had just mentioned, and I want to really make sure that you heard this, that the Lord had given Joseph a dream when he was a, a teenage boy. It wasn't something that he conjured up, but the Lord placed that in his heart. And I know um, there's some of you out there right now, the Lord has placed a dream in your heart, and you have not seen it come to fruition Um you know, maybe right now, um, life has taken you on an unexpected course and journey to you, but it's not unexpected to the Lord. So, so we want to encourage you again. There is a blessing in divine delay. Yeah. And, and remember this, cause I think this is really important. If you're waiting and you think, well, I do something wrong or, um, you know, what have I done to get me in this waiting period? The fact that we may be going through some type of tribulation or trial, and discomfort and waiting does not necessarily mean that we are walking out of the will and the plan of God because the waiting period may very well be God's will. So don't think, well, I must be out of the will of God because this has gone on too long. Remember, Joseph waited years. And hopefully you won't, but Joseph had to wait years and years and years and through a lot of situations. And but as it says in Romans 8, all things work together for good to those that love God and are called according to his purpose. So he just kept working this on Joseph's behalf. Joseph remained patient. Joseph kept acting right, reacting right. And it all, oh man, did it work out for not only his good, for the good of his family. And you know something, too, uh, throughout the Bible, it's not just Joseph. There's so many accounts. Uh, David, he was a shepherd boy. He was anointed king in front of, uh, you know, from the prophet in front of uh, his father and his brothers. But many years until that uh that dream came to pass, and he actually stepped into being the king. Also, you have Hannah in the Bible in 1 Samuel, where uh, she desired a child, and um, she could not have a child, but the word said the Lord had closed her womb. So she's in this situation she didn't even put herself in, but he had closed her womb until the appointed time, and then her son Samuel was brought forth, and God had a mighty call on his life. And and there was Abraham, you know, the Lord had said to him, um, his name was Abram, um, you know, in Genesis, I want you to leave your land, your land, your family. I want you to go to the land that I'm going to give you. And I'm going to give you the descendants that are going to be far numerous than the uh, stars in the sky. And uh, he and his wife, you know, were well up 
age, um, well up in their age, I guess that's how you say it, mm-hmm. um, you know, past childbearing years, and I uh, thought, how is this going to happen, Lord? But you gave me a dream, you gave me a word, and the Lord had been faithful and true to that promise. So, you know, again, when, when Brad is about to read some scriptures and encourage you, know that God is not limited to our time and our seasons. Uh, a thousand years is like one day to the Lord. You know, and Isaiah says, my thoughts are not your thoughts and my ways are not your ways. His thoughts, his ways are higher. And so know that his time is perfect, that he's never early. He's never late. He's always on time. So if you are right now uh, walking this faith walk, Um, knowing that there is divine delay right now, know that he is preparing what he has prepared for you right now. And he is also preparing you to be able to step into that new season. So be encouraged. Well, that's really good. He's preparing you for what he has prepared for you. Yes. I like that. That, You should preach that. So think about it. Joseph is given a dream. What's the next thing that happens to him? His brothers throw him in a well. And why was that? They were jealous. That's right. So he he goes and shares his dream. And people will get on him because, well, why did he do it? Well, he's just, I don't know, out of the innocence of his heart. He's not, I don't think he was trying to be prideful. He just shared a dream, what what he had seen in his dream. And they reacted in that way. But you got to think about it. God's providence is was, was constantly with him. It says in Genesis 37, 24, and they took him and threw him into the pit. Now the pit was empty without any water in it. So think about it. Why was it not, had it been filled with water, maybe that was God's providence keeping him from drowning. And you know, if you hear that, um, I just thought of this. Maybe you've been betrayed by siblings Mm. or family members. Um, You know, David had penned in the word. He said, though my mother and my father forsake me, the Lord is there for me. Mm. And so um, Joseph, you know, he was his father's favorite. um, And he gave him a coat of many colors. So I'm sure that right then and there, all the brothers were jealous of that. And um, out of their jealousy, they wanted... They wanted to harm him. And so, again, if if you have been the uh, victim of jealousy or even a violent act from someone who has been jealous, know that there's someone that can relate to you in the Word of God. Yeah, this you need to read this story. We can't we won't hit every bullet point of it, but you know, to read Genesis thirty seven and on about Joseph and the length of time. So he's thrown into a well. Then he is pulled out of the well, and you know it's amazing that he didn't break bones. The Lord protected yeah, him. Yeah, so the Lord's providence, even when he was thrown His into the well, so he's given a dream. God's still watching over him. I guess that's one of the things we want to make sure we say to you, that God, no matter how long you've been waiting, God's still watching over you. That's Just right. stay strong in the middle of what you're going through. So then he's sold to the Ishmaelites, the, 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 the envy of his brothers yes. prompted them to sell him as a slave to Egypt. And think about it. Okay, That's now scary. we're the, here's our title: the blessing of divine delay. God is. It's, you know, the thing about it is we have a limited view, um, and God has a complete a, a complete view. That's right. And the connection between the two is our faith. That's good. Um, so we don't see all that's going on. God not only sees it all, but has seen it already come to pass. Yes. He knows past, present, and future. Again, we leak into that by our faith. So you have to have the faith to believe that while you're in this, that God is with you, 
It's going to work out for good. God's going to see you through it. God's going to strengthen you. And you need to have faith that trusts in God's view. That you know that God sees the end from the beginning. He knows how to get you to where you're going to go. He knows exactly when to open the door. But yet while you're waiting, he knows exactly how to prepare you for it. Which is mean he's going to mold you, shape you, put you on the potter's wheel. And turn you into the vessel of honor that he can use for his good pleasure and for his use. And you know something, um, when you're going through this season, however long it may be, you know, it's always very important to continue to move forward in the things of the Lord, to stir yourself up in your faith, and to know that God is faithful. Because during the waiting period is sometimes when we as uh, humans, we want to try to help God out. And when we try to do that, it ends up becoming a mess and it can even delay it even longer. So we have to just submit to that divine delay and know that God trust him. There's the key y'all, because it comes down to trust, whether you trust him or you don't, whether you trust him as sovereign to be able to work out everything that he said he would do for you. And don't try to answer um, unanswered questions. I mean... Yes, um, try to figure it out. Yeah, based only on what your eyes see. Because remember, we have a limited view. God has a full view. He sees all that's going on. We just need to trust our lives to Him as our faithful Creator. God is always faithful. He always knows what He's doing. There's not one random molecule out there that's running amok. God is in control of all things. Um, even though there may be things that we don't fully comprehend at the moment, God is still in control and God knows what he's doing. You know, and and I just want to bring it back to the story. It's so powerful what Brad said. We have a limited view. God has a full view. He knows the end from the beginning because um, in Psalms 139, starting, I think, with verses 14 through 16 down, um, you know, it, it, it says that you knew me in my mother's womb. Uh, you fashioned all my days ahead of me before there was yet one. So God has already ordained all your days ahead of you. And so we can trust him with that. But I want to just do a recap of what has happened to Joseph as we move on so you can get a full understanding of this. So his brothers uh, throw him into a well, but God's hand is on him, protects him, keeps him alive. Um they, they bring him out, and you could imagine how scary that was. I don't know if he was yelling for his brothers to get him out. I'm not sure. But but you could imagine that the terror that this young man felt, and then to be sold into slavery. So now he's been taken out of his land, and his father doesn't even know about this. So you could imagine... Um, the the fear this young man probably had and and kind of the unbelief like is this really happening did this just happen to me so now we're gonna um, go on to all the other stuff that happened to him <laughs> then he then they sell him to Potiphar yes. and um, he travels to Egypt yes. which is 300 miles from Dothan where he originally started this journey of divine delay wow. The mode of travel at that time was camel or donkey or they walked. The normal distance then covered in a day is probably potentially about 20 miles. So their journey took at least 15 days. So think about it. In the situation he's in, 
That's a lot of time, probably a lot of discomfort, and a lot of time to wonder about what in the world is going on. You know, think about it. We wait three days and wonder what's going on. God, what's going on? I mean, he is going <laughs> through something. He will take probably, I don't know, I'm sure he thought while he's in the in, in captivity there, what about my dream? What about my future? You know, why am I in this? I've been doing everything I was supposed to be doing. How long is this ordeal going to last? How much longer do I have to be patient with this? Why is this happening to me? And that's something I think we all go through. <laughs> and you know something? I, I just thought of this, and I, I, the Bible doesn't say, but I'm sure that the people that um, his brother sold him to, and then they gave him to Potiphar, um, I'm sure they even probably thought, because the Word of God says he was young, he was handsome in form and appearance. So I'm sure he didn't look like the other slaves. So all of a sudden, it's just kind of like, how did we get this, this young man? But God's providence. Amen. You know, why is all this happening to me? Well, that's the blessing of divine delay. Um, and then we read in Genesis 39. I know this really ministers to my wife and I all the time. Um, it says the Lord was with Joseph mm. and he was with him from the beginning. I will not leave you nor forsake you, it says in Hebrews chapter 13. So the Lord was with him. So all through this account, you're going to read in there, it's saying, it says the Lord was with Joseph. So he's watching over. Yes. He sees all this. It's not like God just turns his head, walks away and says, well, you know, I'll let Joseph go through all this and I'll come back and deal with this a little bit later. God sees yeah. and is intimately involved with every single thing that's going on. And remember, it's not up to us as the clay to question the potter and how he's going to mold it and what he wants, it, how he's going to make it look. Yes. We, we, we go through these ordeals, these trials and these tribulations and God simply as our Heavenly Father wants us to trust him. Yes. And know that he's in it and know that he's with us and know that there's a divine purpose and a divine plan. Even in these times of waiting, there is there is a divine delay. There's a reason why while um, we are waiting this long. So now he gets to Potiphar and then things change. He's mm -hmm. then he's a falsely accused of um, rape, trying to rape Potiphar's wife and he's now thrown into prison. And, you know, I have to just hit on that. I know that we, I had made mention of that in an earlier podcast. But think about this. He sold into slavery. There's nothing he did. He's not a criminal. He did nothing wrong. And because of his looks, and I believe the favor of God on his life, here is Potiphar's wife who, um, Joseph had said that he climbed the ranks wherever he was, even in prison, wherever he was, he climbed those ranks. So Potiphar puts him over his house. He is over everything. Um, Potiphar totally trusts this young man. And all of a sudden, his wife cast eyes on Joseph because of what he looked like, probably the favor on his life. And so Joseph, fearing the Lord, um, he did not even yield to her temptation and her seducing. She was trying to seduce him. She came out and verbally told him what she wanted to do. She wanted to be with him. But it said that he um, fled from it. And because he fled from her, she didn't like that. So she uh, conjured up this story 
and went to her husband, got him stirred up, and said, this Hebrew that you brought in, look what he did. He made a fool out of us. He tried to rape me. And that was not even the truth. So Potiphar, he spared his life, but threw him in prison. So now he's gone from he's gone from the pit, he's gone to slavery, he's gone to Potiphar's house, and now he's in prison. So, there, so he's put into prison um, for at this point for two two complete years. So now you know we think we've been waiting a long time. So now he's put into prison um, in Pharaoh's prison where the king's prisoners were held. But you've got to remember, God's providence is still in play here. The Lord was still with him. He, somebody says, well, how in the world could we say God was with him? The Lord was still with him because we see how all this works out in the end. Um, you know, a lot of people would run, they, they would just want to quit on life, quit on the whole thing. Um, he, he just kept living for God, living. And the thing about Joseph, he always lived right for God. Yeah. Even when Pot Potiphar's wife approached him, um, he said to her, how can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? So he had a, a an immense reverence yes. and respect for the holiness yes. of God. Um, and again, in Genesis 39, it says, but the Lord was with Joseph, and we believe that the Lord is with you too. Even though you may be in a difficult situation, the Lord is there. You may have questions that have not been answered. You may wonder, where is God in all this? But the answer that we believe is simple, short, and straight. He is with you. You just need to hang on, be strong, and you're going to see the intended end come to pass. You know, um, just to encourage you right now, I know this has all been encouraging, um, you know, so many times in life, we can be falsely accused, we can be um, done wrong, but you know, the great thing is our God sees all, he knows all. Um, he is the defender and he said in our integrity, he will uphold us. So we have to trust the Lord and Brad and I, as we're encouraging you, we're encouraging ourselves. You know, we've been there, we've um, walked this walk of faith Mo, I'd say most of our marriage life and you know for everybody that might look different uh, what he has called you to that there is a divine delay so just be encouraged and we need you know just hang in there and hold on to and, and walk in patience and know yes. that um, we may not be able to see our future but that doesn't mean that it isn't there or that it isn't right around the corner so what you're believing for, our friend waiting for this, waiting for a job, and we believe it's going to be the right job in the right place with That's the right, right amount of money, and everything God that He's waiting on is going to come to pass because they are faithful, and God's going to see them through this, yes. and He's going to be a stronger man than He was and him and his wife when they went through it, That's right. and when they come out of it, they're going to see the purposes that God had intended for them through all of this. And again, we'll, we'll try to sum it up, but He gets... Joseph gets messed over again by, by the cupbearer. He stays in prison another couple years. You just got to read the whole account. You got to go through the whole story just to see. You know, he's in prison probably up to 14 some years waiting on this dream to come to pass. Yeah, and you know, you know the thing is, um, it's so amazing. He's he's been going through this trial, like Brad said, I think for about fourteen years. And um, you know, with the cupbearer, it's um, you know the Lord had given him uh, the interpretation of a dream, and you know God's time is so perfect. And when uh, th the king had called the cupbearer out. 
of prison and he basically told him because he was having a dream and he needed an interpretation he goes oh I forgot there was a guy in prison that did this and what's so funny when he got pulled out the cupbearer he said um Joseph said to him I'm innocent please get me out of here basically but the cupbearer forgot about him but at the right time there was a dream that was given um and it was so great that Pharaoh, was it Pharaoh, honey? He um, right then was in the presence of the cupbearer. And the cupbearer said, there is a guy in prison. I forgot about this. He knows how to interpret dreams. So it said at the appointed time, right then, Joseph was, he was taken out of prison. There, And here's the word, y'all. There is an appointed time that this season will end in your life. And so be encouraged. So he's pulled out of prison to interpret Pharaoh's dreams. Um, he, he interprets them for him, tells him that there's going to be seven years of abundance. It's going to be followed by seven years of hunger or famine. And Pharaoh uh, wisely acts and appoints a man that would make sure that the country would use the, uh, the resources properly in the first seven years to cover the shortages that are going to come. So he puts Joseph in charge. Here comes the dream, and there comes the providence of God. Now, through all these times and through all these years, um, he's now put in charge over all of Pharaoh's property. Um, there's The only one greater than Joseph now was actually Pharaoh himself. And I, I, I want you to remember this. He that's faithful in a little will, yes. be, will be put in charge of much. Yes. So Joseph continued to be faithful. So as suddenly as he was sold into exile, thrown into prison, just as suddenly he was put second in command in the whole of Egypt. And this is all within God's plan. So he not only sees the future, he already has the future set. So we gave you an amount of years. Let me, talk, let me give you the exact amount of years from, from uh, being thrown into the pit to the time of his fulfillment. It took 13 years from the time that Joseph was sold to Egypt to the time he stood before Pharaoh. Then seven years of plenty and two more years into the famine, 22 years from the time when he was first thrown into the pit after he got his dream to the time when his dream was fulfilled. You may go, oh no, no, not 22 years, not another year, not another six months. I don't know what the time frame is going to be, but God does, and he knows exactly when to bring it to you. You know what's amazing about that? That during those years, they were years of preparation because there is no way he could have gone from the pit to the palace um, without having the experience he had. And so know that these years, these days, these months, it's divinely designed to prepare you so that when that season is open to you, you are going to know how to act, how to respond. You are going to be equipped for it. And so uh, be encouraged. Be encouraged and know that the same in your life as, as it was in the life of Joseph, that every pitfall that Joseph went through was planned by God in order to build in him what was necessary for the next step. So as my wife said, he's preparing you for what he has prepared for you. So it's the blessing of divine delay. And in closing this out today, we want to encourage you. We want to talk to, from our heart and encourage you today. You're looking for an end of your ordeal. You're looking for the end of your not-so-fun journey, for the end of the pitfalls along the way, for the end of a waiting period. You want your promised future. We just encourage you today that in the power of the Holy Spirit, 
in the lit in the power of the resurrected Christ that is in you as a believer, as a son or daughter of God, you can hang in there. You can make it. You can walk through this. And guess what? You can walk through it and not in discouragement and not in a grumpy face and not, you know, downtrodden, <laughs> but right. you can walk through it with joy. That's a fruit of the Holy Spirit that's in you, the ability to walk in joy, even in the midst of going through your divine delay. You can have the joy of the Lord, which will build your strength. So hang in there because the end might literally be right around the corner. I would say that to our friends and I want to say that to you. Like Joseph, stay faithful. Trust that God can see you through it, even though you may not be able to see it. And, you know, I, I want to leave you with this thought. It just occurred to me, and I think it's going to minister to someone. You know, that dream that Joseph had as a young teenager, it came to pass um, all those years later when he was put over the land, when there was a time of drought and famine. And in that dream, he saw his father and his brothers bow down to him. Well, you know what? <laughs> years later, they came. They came to Egypt looking for grain, looking for food. And there was food and grain during these years of drought because Joseph was put over the land and God gave him supernatural wisdom to be able to say during the years of plenty, we want to store some of this back. So when the years of drought come, we can be a blessing and preserve people. So God had a plan to use Joseph to preserve his people. And so his father and his brothers came. And what's so amazing about this account, and I, I really think you need to read it. You really do. It's going to bless you. Um, the brothers who had sold him and stuff, they did not recognize him because now he spoke uh, the language of the Egyptians. He didn't look like Joseph. But the amazing thing was they bowed down to him, was brought into his presence. And Joseph revealed himself to them. And they cried and they wept. And there was a reconciliation. And so God was the avenger. God was the promoter. God honored him. And so um, I just want to encourage you in that, that no matter what you're going through, you know, God will have the first word and he will have the last word in it. So we, we thank you for joining us today. We know that that was an encouraging discussion on the blessing of divine delay. And we look forward for you um, tuning in to another podcast. God bless you guys. Be strong in the middle of this thing. The blessing of divine delay. Hang in there. God's got it all under control. Amen. Bye, y'all. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today on this podcast. We pray that you were inspired and encouraged. And until next time, remember to live all out for Jesus Christ. God bless you, and we'll see you next time.